African music activists. We have a gift and we have to keep it for the future generation. This time, Venancio Mbande Jr. What mm. does it take to be a really good player? The precision. Hello, I'm Bodina McConaughey, and welcome to this edition of African Music Activists, the podcast where we meet some of the continent's most important musicians. Important not just because of the music they make, but because of their contribution to keeping traditional African music alive, evolving, and above all, heard. Today's activist is part of a musical dynasty, a dynasty with a history of activism, especially when it comes to the timbila, the xylophone from the Chopi region of Mozambique. Venancio Mbande Jr., and the junior is important as you'll find out, was born in the Zavala district of southern Mozambique in 1982 and is a Tambila virtuoso. He's currently studying at ILAM, the International Library of African Music, doing a master's studying the role of Tambila music and dance in present-day Mozambique. The fact that he's in town means I had a chance to sit down with him in person to get a better idea of what this fascinating instrument is all about. Tambila is an African xylophone. Uh, from Shopi people, Mozambique, southern Mozambique. It's um, normally 18 keys, xylophone. And it's played by one person, each instrument, one person. Uh, to make it, it's very difficult because we use traditional tools and we take something like two or three months to make only one instrument. Mm. We don't play the same with both hands. A left hand plays itself different sounds and right hands too. But it must combine. And when we are learning, we don't normally learn hand by hand. We learn both hand. And we start with uh, simple songs, introductional songs, and uh, we introduce more quite complex slowly by slowly. We play normally at traditional ceremonies, marriages or funerals, but from some years to nowadays we also play at the concerts. Tambila, which is plural for more than one mbila, are made from the wood of the sneezewort tree, known to the Chopi people as the mwenje. It is an equi-spaced heptatonic xylophone, which sounds rather technical, but mainly that means its tuning is not based on the natural harmonic series that Western ears are more used to. The wooden slats of the tambila have resonators under them, made from calabashes sealed with beeswax. This gives the music that nasal sound and a vibration. They're played with beaters called tikongo, and there are different sizes of tambila which give different pitches, so soprano, bass, and double bass. And they're usually played in groups or orchestras, often with young and old musicians playing alongside each other, with dancers performing in front of them. 
Venancio Jr. started playing when he was very young. That isn't surprising. His father, Venancio Mbande Sr., who died in 2015, was one of the most accomplished and influential tambila players ever, with many of his 14 children becoming musicians. We grew up playing tambila. Um, I remember um, a story from my father and my young brother. Uh, young, my young brother is one of the best players I knew. I think better than my father. Wow. And That's when he was two years old, he started to learn. And my father asked him, how, do you, how can you play like this? You are young. And he said, I listened to you playing Billy when I was in my mother's belly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's he why. He right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you say that your brother's a really good player. What mm. does it take to be a really good player? The precision when he plays. Uh, the coordination, the expression, singing. We play and we sing. Okay. And yeah, but mainly it's precision when he plays. Do you consider yourself a good player? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I consider. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> This is Venancio Jr. playing with his father at a music festival in Brussels in 2010. So the reason the precision is so important is that the tambila is an extremely complex instrument. Each hand plays a different rhythm. I've tried it and I felt like steam was coming out of my ears. Not only do you have to play different pitches and rhythms in each hand, but you have to fit in with the rest of the orchestra as well. Since he's been here at ILAM, Venancio has recorded quite a few tracks. And this one, Msikate, is him playing on one instrument, which demonstrates the cross rhythms quite clearly. of Venancio Mbande Jr.'s activism is his passion for making sure the tambila continues to be played in the traditional way. And he's concerned that's being diluted by contemporary influences. We also have some kind of uh, modern way of how to play tambila, mixing with uh, guitars or other, other modern instruments. And that music doesn't really sound like a traditional way of playing. And my, my father was, was a defender of traditional way playing. He never played a modern kind. Are you um, able to play in the traditional way? Yes, I play traditional way and I sometimes play the modern way. How important is it to you to defend the traditional way of playing? It's important because it's a culture. If we stop to play it, it will gone. And uh, for example, in my community, we have uh, something like seven groups, bands, playing traditional way. But uh, many years ago, we 
had something like 15, 20 groups. It means that groups are disappearing. And that's why it's important to keep playing traditionally. This is a good example of what Venancio is talking about. The unmistakable sound of a timbila mixed with Western instruments in a collaboration called Timbila Muzimba Jembolani. It's much more recognizable to Western ears, but that's not what the Mbande clan is all about. Venancio Mbande Sr. was born in Mozambique in 1933 and started to play Timbila when he was just six. At the age of 18, like many other young men of his generation, he traveled to South Africa to work in the gold mines around Johannesburg. But being away from home didn't stop him making music. In fact, he used it as an opportunity. When he arrived here, there was, were groups playing timbila. Okay. And somehow he changed the company. And when he arrived in the new company, there is no groups playing timbila. That's why he started to mobilize people to play with him. He made this the condition, I told you the conditions to, if you want to work, you have to dance or you have to play. He was recruiting people from Mozambique to work in South Africa, but the condition is to play or dance in Bila. Oh, that's brilliant. You know that? That's brilliant. He had a, 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 any kind of permission of his company to do that. One of the other African music activists in this series is Professor Andrew Tracy a former head of ILAM and one of the world's leading African music researchers and teachers and a long-time collaborator with the Himbande family. He agrees that Venancio Sr.'s time on the mines was essential to his championing of the Timbila. He always saw his life on the mines as a school of Timbila, of xylophones. So right from the start, he began to exercise his influence on the mine on Wenela, that's the mine yes. recruitment company. Mm. Anyone who plays timbila or dances, send them to my mine. <laughs> and he managed to do that and he had the only mine orchestra which sounded really like a home orchestra. Many other mines in the early days had chopi orchestras because it was considered a form of initiation for chopi young men to go and work in the mines. And many of them, being chopi, had, had xylophones. But Venancio was the place where they went to learn. He was composing, he was one of the few composers who was working on the mines. And I have records of many compositions from the mines. These are Tumbila players from the Johannesburg gold mines recorded in 1943 by Andrew Tracy's father, Hugh Tracy, the founder of ILAM. When Venancio Sr. returned to Mozambique from the mines in 1995, he found a country emptied of traditional timbila playing. It had been wiped out by the vicious civil war that had raged in the country between 1977 and 1992. So, it was time, once again, to go into action. He started to recreate 
or mobilize people to create groups. And in 1994, before he, the end of his contract, my father and some uh, native of uh, my community, they create um, an association to help these new movement of Tembila players and they created a Tembila festival. He was a kind of um, a model of many people, yes. many players. And in 1996, he started to play outside Africa, outside Mozambique, from Mozambique to the Europe mainly. Venancio Sr. took the Tembila all over the world, as well as igniting interest in it in his own country. Venancio Jr. is an accomplished player, but he's also taken up his father's cause as an activist. He teaches Tambila as well as being deeply immersed in promoting traditional Mozambican culture. He studied at the Arts and Cultural Institute in Maputo, and he works with the government, helping to use music, especially the Tambila festivals, to bring visitors to the country. Why do these traditions matter so much to him? It's important because we don't have many young people interested in this kind of music, traditional music. And I think myself and other people involved in traditional music, especially Timbila, it's a gift. We have a gift and we have to, to keep it for the future generation. And that's the issue, the future generations. Venancio is all too aware that if young people don't learn to play the timbila, then the traditional music he's so passionate about will die. But there's a problem. We teach people, young people, but if they grow up, they have to go out of the community because there is no school there or there is no jobs there. They go out and we again face problems on the groups. But we always keeping learn, teaching and learning. Uh, we can't close people who can't just say you could, don't go out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even myself, I'm here. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. So what is your dream? What is your hope once you've completed this master's? Why do you want to do this master's? Mm, right. I had a chance to study in Lisbon. But... I refused it because, uh, because of the system, I think. There is no close relationship with African music. And what I want is to learn deeply about African music and learn how to play different kind of African instruments. That's why I'm here in, in, in Gramstown. Mozambique's cultural landscape is a complex one. There are 43 ethnic groups, each with its own language and customs. Tambila music comes from the Chopi people in southern Mozambique, just part of that rich whole, but an important part. Tambila is Mozambique's national instrument, and in 2005, it was given a place on the UNESCO representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. But 
Despite all that, Venuncio doesn't believe that this vital part of his country's heritage is being given the right support. Theoretically, or politically, <laughs> it's a well, they are well reception of the Mila. But practically, there is no action practically that shows that the Mila is important. Nothing. There is no action from the government, there is no action from other um, institutions to keep Timbila existing. So do you feel that your impact mm. could be to get the Timbila to get a wider audience in its home country? Yes, I think I'm doing that. Not only me, me and other young people from shopping, shop land. And I, I said there is a group playing more than kind. There is a shop playing more than kind, but in the big cities like Maputo. And they work on that, uh, spreading Timbila outside. I think there is no problem playing the modern way. Because I think it's a, another way of preserving the traditional way. For me, that is, there is no problem. That's why sometimes I play modern way. But we also have uh, action, some action directly uh, to make Timbila uh, known outside or played. I used to teach people from not only from the community, but also f from outside. I told you I was collaborating with the cultural center from my province to maintain groups on my community and we also help young players to have bazaaries or something like that to go to school. There it is again, the importance of the next generation. Of course, at 38, Venancio is still young with so much to give to keeping traditional Timbila alive and that includes creating new works which, he says, is something that comes naturally to him. I have never said, now, let me sit down and compose, okay? It's become when you are resting or you are sleeping or you don't expect that you want or you will create a new song. It become on your mind and then, yeah, let me sit down. Now. That's the difference between modern music, I think, and the traditional way of, of yes. So then, but obviously you've got pieces that are um, you learned and you learned from your father. So you you keep those pieces going, and then you have yes new yes, pieces that yes. are created. But we don't have more people creating now. I don't know why we don't have more creation than past time. So it's not only new players that Venancio is trying to inspire, it's also the creation of new music. Here he is playing one of his own compositions. It's the Mzeno movement of a full orchestral piece. Watching a Tumbila orchestra is thrilling. There are rows of instruments with their different pitches. There are dancers in traditional skirts and ostrich feather headdresses holding sticks and shields and blowing whistles. 
There are songs, some of which are sung in almost every performance or ceremony, and usually the proceedings continue for at least an hour. I've seen it, and it's almost overwhelming, a huge sound and visual extravaganza. And, like so much traditional African music, the performance has a wider significance. Timbila dance is a kind of um, war dances from that time, resistance wars against Ngunis, Ngunis is South African ethnic or something like that, because of um, the movement, immigration, they were immigrating to the Mozambique and to the north of the continent. And they face to face this contact, they, they usually fight them and when they back, if they succeed, they usually make big parts, big and uh, dancing, simulati simulating attacks and defense. That's why they use shield. The shield is defense, and the, the, the stick is some kind of um, weapon or some. It's symbolic, symbolism. And that's why traditionally or mainly we play on traditional ceremonies. If a female preparing a ceremony, to remember oh, he is deaf, so they are deaf, or something like that. Their ancestor, sometimes they communicate somehow. In my ceremony, I need a Timbila group. You know, they can't make the ceremony without Timbila players. The ancestors are shrewd, making sure the demand for traditional Timbila playing is kept high, and helping them is Venancio Mbande Jr. African music activist and Timbila champion. The title of his master's thesis is The Soul of Mozambique. I think it's because he believes that the music of the country contains its spiritual heart and he has a clear idea about the first priority when it comes to keeping this important instrument alive and flourishing. And it's not about the ancestors. I hope Timbila be played on schools in Mozambique and I hope more young people playing Timbira. I think this is a way to make more people, especially young people, playing Timbira. Thank you for listening to this edition of African Music Activists. To find the other podcasts in this series and to subscribe for free, search for African Music Activists wherever you get your podcasts. This is an ILAM production in association with the Mellon Foundation's Unsettling Paradigms Multi-University Project and with further support from the Africa Multiple Cluster of Excellence at the University of Bayreuth, funded by DFG, the German Research Foundation. Music